leaking power slowly, with batteries fading, no motor, no radios, I am, in a word, fucked. I shut the cover, wishing I could forget what I saw. The tide is drifting me faster than I like in the direction of Augustine Island and beyond into the Shelikoff Strait, where anything can happen and sometimes does. In his ship's log, Captain Cook supposedly wrote that the second worst weather and currents on Earth, after Cape Horn, can be found in the Strait. Like the Bering Sea where my brother and I fish, storms come up in the Strait with startling speed and a violence that can turn a pond into a maelstrom in six hours, and often less. The winds whip off the icy fjord walls that overlook the Strait. Currents from the Kennedy Entrance compete with currents from the Cook Inlet, Kachemak Bay, the Gulf of Alaska, and several tidal rips. But together, these produce swells like nowhere else in Alaska. I look at my watch. As we say, shit happens when you party naked. It was not long ago that I was caught in the strait. It was blowing 80. I looked out and shouted into an indifferent and wild wind. I was coming in to shelter in a cove when I saw a man on the water on what looked like a canoe. He was waving a red coat. I did not believe my eyes. My deckhand and friend, Codfish Tom, woke up and looked to verify the sight. Codfish is a big dude with a head big enough to have its own gravity, its own atmosphere, its own weather system. I asked him, Do you see that, Codfish? He said, It doesn't make sense. Three guys were sitting on the bottom of a boat, no bigger than fishing fever. The storm had capsized their craft with only the bow sticking out. The men were dying slowly of hypothermia, bleeding out body warmth twenty-four times faster than they would in air the same temperature as the water. A bitter cold was reaching its icy fingers into the core of their hearts. They had no survival suits. I jumped into the water in my survival suit to save them. They had no strength when I reached them. One of them sank. He just gave up and headed to the bottom. I grabbed him by the hair and pulled him up for breath. One by one, I brought them on board my boat and gave them hot coffee and cigarettes and dry clothes. I quickly flipped through the pages in a book for advice on treating hypothermia where I learned that under no circumstances was I to give them coffee or cigarettes. I smacked the smokes out of their mouths. One guy could not talk, he was so cold. I kept asking him, what's your name? Tell me your name, to keep him alive. The man I pulled out by the hair later tattooed the name of my boat on his arm, Arctic Nomad. We sheltered in that cove with them aboard until the storm subsided, there was nothing else we could do. So I know the weather in the strait. I know about the cold and what Alaskan waters can do. The Coast Guard does not mandate 406-121.5 megahertz EPIRBs, an emergency position indicating radio beacon, on boats the size of fishing fever. EPIRBs automatically beam a mayday and identifying signal and location to a satellite and down to the Coast Guard in Juneau, Without an EPIRB, I might as well not exist in a crisis. Not that the Coast Guard would tow me in if they knew, unless I was about to go under. Maritime law assigns liability for a broken boat to the boat that tows her in and the Coast Guard, while a reassuring presence, 
does not view itself as AAA. Making matters worse, Fishing Fever does not carry a single sideband radio. No other boat in the Cook Inlet Red Salmon fleet does either. My VHF went screwy when the engine quit. I've been losing batteries all morning, and besides VHF, Channel 16 reaches only about 20 miles. My Razor cell phone could not find a signal this far out in the bland wilderness of the sea, even if I had not thrown it on the oil drum fire last night. By the time I fished it out of the flames, it looked like a s'more. At least as far as technology goes, I would be better off right now in the era of James Cook with sail, sextant, and pennant signal flags. I stayed up last night getting drunk. I stopped counting at 18 double shots. There's too much crown royal in this world and not enough willpower. I was out of control. At the camp, my fellow drift netters and I decided to fish the next day according to where we